0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of one to five. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reading The American Journal of Anthropomorphics, Volume One, Issue Three published in March 1995 by Med Systems Company. For the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash So a little bit of background information. This is a classic comic book from the 90s from the furry fandom. Furries nowadays are much more well-known, less of a cult fandom, less underground than they used to be. Furries have been around for a long time. You know, you go back to the Disney stuff, Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood was like a big turning point for furry fans, more recently, Zootopia. So furries are everywhere. You may be a furry, you don't even know it. Furries, of course, are the people that are fans of anthropomorphics, which is animals with human-like characteristics and they range from everything of g-rated to triple quadruple x-rated everything in between and it's all cool mostly i was first intrigued by the free fandom in the late 90s when i went off to college and i got the fastest internet connection that i've ever seen in my life and so i started to delve into that fandom in the late 90s and my interest in the fandom has waned throughout the years but i'm still a fan I guess i'm a gray muzzle nowadays so the american journal of anthropomorphics was a semi-annually published book um, featuring mostly art and some stories by the biggest names in the furry fandom i showed issue number four as the thumbnail of this video because i think it's a better cover than this one it's a steve martin cover no not that steve martin Um, But I think the other one is way more iconic in the world of furry fandom compared to this one. I think this one's a little too jumbled, but we'll get to the review in a moment. So that's what I'm reading this week. This vintage furry comic anthology from the late 90s. All right, cover art. Like I said, this is a Steve Martin cover. No, not the famous Three Amigo. Steve Martin, furry artist. Uh, His art is on the cute side, in the chibi side, and that sort of thing. I think it's classic furry art. It's very high quality. He was often doing, like, painterly style of things. This cover looks like it's a Hieronymus Bosch type of cover, like one of the levels of hell or something, because it's just a a mishmash. I don't even understand what's going on. There's some sort of, like, nutcracker... Terminator soldier kind of thing battling a winged rat I guess the princess is caged up um, oh yeah that's what this is. this is the Nutcracker right because there's a Christmas tree sugar plum fairies the Nutcracker itself it's it's a weird cover if you if you look at it and analyze it little by little there's a lot of interesting stuff on it there's kind of like uh, some mouse just getting completely fried and Nothing left, but a skeleton and there's another one with like a much more hilarious expression Uh, again the This cover like what is going on in this cover so on further examination. It's it's pretty interesting although it's very chaotic it really invites you to just look at it in detail. Compared to the other cover that I previewed, the uh, Michelle Light cover, this is, like, way over the top. So what do I give this? I think for there's a lot of great artistry in it. I think it's way too jumbled and chaotic, so I'll give it a 4 out of 5. It's a fun, weird cover, just a little bit too jumbled up. Interior art. Well, this is an anthology comic. Um, the foreword by the editor begins about, like, what is this book about? And he talks about that it's going to be like a, a headshot of actors and actresses. It's it's going to be like a, a phone book, like a who's who of furry artists so you can contact them, get commissions, etc. Uh, so the table of contents includes such artists as Eric Schwartz, Terry Smith, Daphne Lage, Terrell Wayne. Those are some of the big names. Kjartan Aronson. Big names in the world of furry fandom back in the late 90s. So as I said, I got... Uh, when I got uh, when I got to campus in 1997 and was just exploring all the reaches of furry fandom, especially on Usenet newsgroups, these were the names that I was seeing then. And this was a this was a public p- published magazine printed in the U.S. that uh, showcased the the artists. So we have uh, Eric Schwartz, uh, creator of Amy the Squirrel, and then of course Sabrina Skunk from Sabrina Online. Uh, The book is is just full of different art. It's all black and white. Uh, Some pieces look like they were in color and then reproduced in black and white, which often don't look that great. Uh, The quality of the paper stock is good. It's nice bright white, still after all of these years. And um, it's just really cool to to look at this time capsule of artists and styles uh, from so long ago. This fandom has existed. I count it starting from the 90s, but since the 80s, there were furry fandom. There was furry fandom way back then as well. And again, in the 2000s, in the 2020s, and then now in the 2020s, it it still continues. Um, So just a great variety of artists. This This is a 10 out of 5 in just the variety of artists, the famous, the less famous, you know, Ken Sample, some names are more famous than others. Some art I kind of recognize, some of the styles I recognize. It ranges from cute cartoony stuff, to military stuff, to sexy stuff, fantasy. Very detailed, very intricate pop culture mashups. This is, this is just vintage furry fandom. It's just a great time capsule in what this fandom was. Uh, the people that were, let's say, were in their 20s at this time... Now they're in their 40s, their 50s. I know I am. And it's hard to believe you look back on this and like, wow, 1994, I would have seen this art back in high school. And now so much longer later. So what's interesting is that most of the pieces are current in 1994, 95, but there's a few that are marked copyright 1993 and such. So even more vintage. And there's some pieces that are just like, I've never seen these and these are so amazingly detailed. There is a piece by uh, Ronald Van Bokoven, which I don't think I, I ever knew that name, um, and he he drews just some like detailed black and white work. Um, it's not just like color converted to black and white. It looks like it was done like wood carving, engraving. is just so detailed. Contrasted with another one that is more just simple black and white. Just the quality does range from extremely detailed, professional to more cartoony, less professional. But still, some are pinups, some are actual stories. We see the variety of art styles. So yeah, just great, 10 out of five. Plot, Uh, there's very little plot. At the beginning, there's an editorial about, okay, um, the publisher starts off with, what is this book about? What exactly are anthropomorphics? Is the question most people ask upon seeing this publication. The answer to the second question is simple. An anthropomorphic character is any object or animal, given human-like abilities that that they do not normally possess. As to the first question, when you think about it, you will realize that this is sort of characterization is all about us. They are used to sell cereals, video games, snack food, cigarettes, clothing. The use of anthropomorphic characters in advertising has been steadily growing and shows no signs of abating. Cute animal characters sell products, simple proven fact. Today, the journal acts as volumes of headshots as they do for actors and actresses. Interested companies and individuals perusing the art will find contact info for each of the featured artists. Okay, so there's a little bit of, like, biography on each particular artist. Eric Schwartz, widely known for a series of animations in the computer field featuring his character, Amy the Squirrel. Eric has appeared in issue two of the journal, as well as elsewhere. He attends conventions all across the U.S., etc. So all of these um, artists have a a little bio little biographical sketch about them some of them do just a like a splash page type of illustration some of them have some text a couple of them have a little bit more of a story to them um i think plot wise well it's it's not that easy to grade because a couple of stories might not be great and that shouldn't bring down the grade to the whole book so i'm not going to give a plot sort of grade but i guess if we think about it in terms of as an art as an artifact of a bygone era in the fandom, I think it's just a really interesting book. The enjoyability of the book, it was very enjoyable to look back on some of these classic artists from 25 years ago or more, some that have been around quite a while, some that were just a blip and disappeared, the variety of styles and stories, Um, I got this off of eBay very affordably. Okay, so back in the day in the 90s, cover price was $10. I think I got it for $6 plus shipping and handling. So I guess I did get it for like $10 or $12 or so. Um, And I thought it was a very cool book to get just to kind of uh, go back in time to a bygone era in the 90s when things were very different. I never had this book. I had... What was the name of that other book? Gallery, I had I had a few issues of gallery back in the day. I Think this was the more famous of those and there were many zines and APA books back then Everyone was able to publish one of these you send them a few dollars and they'll send you one quarterly or semi-annually or whatever But I think this is the big name in the world of classic furry art I got two at the same time, issue three and four, and again, I think this Michelle Light cover is just uh, way super iconic to, to the fandom. Uh, this one was published in January 97, and it's the same sort of idea. It's just a variety of artists showing off their work, a little bit of background info, how you can commission them, uh, what their costs are, and so forth. And it's just another, another range of art styles from cartoony to realistic. Very detailed. There's like a, there's like a piece that looks computer generated. Uh, it reminds me like something made on a Mac and such, like a vintage Mac in the 90s. Um, there's some realistic styles, cartoony styles. It's a really cool artifact in time. So the enjoyability of the book, it's a 10 out of 5. It was really cool to look back on the, on the history of the fandom in these books, uh, to reminisce about the old times, when times were simpler, when the most important thing in the world was for me to get to class on time, doing some drawing and sketching on the side, looking at these talented artists and thinking, one day I might be able to draw like them. They're so talented and I'm so not. I still think that. I think we all do. When we have aspirations, we always try to reach those aspirations and sometimes it's easier than Uh, Some it's easier to reach uh, for some of us than others, but keep reaching for the stars So get it or shred it well if you are into vintage 90s art definitely get it if you are into furry fandom go look at the old stuff from these uh, From these old timers definitely get it for that if you're not into furry fandom. Well don't get it but there's just such a great variety of artwork to enjoy, maybe to get inspired by, maybe to resurrect these artists if they're still around. I think this is a good couple of purchases, and that's what I'm reading this week, The American Journal of Anthropomorphics. So once again, if you'd like to see the video version of the podcast to see the amazing art I was talking about, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. You can follow for free to be alerted to everything that I do, or consider pledging $1 for exclusive content, giveaways, and all that stuff. Or simply like, share, comment, and all of that. I really appreciate it as well. So this week I read The American Journal of Anthropomorphics, issue number three, published in 1995, and issue number four, published in 1997, by Med Systems Company. This has been the Weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.